another week of it's just my thoughts and i'm your host mika reeves so what is good y'all i feel like i say this every week i feel like i haven't talked to y'all in forever but i think i did have an episode last week so we did talk last week so what have i been doing let's see so uh thursday i went to charleston south carolina i was there for about four days which is why this episode is coming out um somewhat midday on monday I uh, wasn't sure if I was going to record this week, but I was like, well, I can get on here and tell you guys about my, um, about my trip. So this is, uh, I've been to Charleston quite a few times. Charleston is actually my favorite place to go. Um, I love the culture. I love the food. I love just how it still has an old school aesthetic. Uh, sometimes when I go, I always find myself just, it kind of puts me in a, in a matter of just thinking uh, where I'm always just kind of like, um, thinking about myself and my heritage. And I just finished reading this book. I talked about it a few episodes ago called the prophets and on the prophets, it was about, uh, slaves that was in the South Carolina area. Like one girl actually was, I think she was a slave in the Isles of Palms and, uh, Charleston is kind of surrounded by, um, it's surrounded by the coast. So, Charleston's on a waterfront, but then when you go over the bridge, you go to Isles of Palms, which is usually where I stay. That's like the beach area. You got Folly Beach, Sullivan's Island. And so it's a lot of different, I guess they're ports. I'm not really sure, like cities or whatever, right around um, Charleston. So I, uh, so I thought about, I thought about that a lot. So this trip, uh, we did a food tour. I always uh, do a different food tour every time I go because I'm a foodie and the food scene there is actually really, really good. So we did that. Um, and then the second day, I really wanted to go to a plantation. That was actually something I wanted to do for a while. So we went to McLeod uh, Plantation, which was over by Folly Beach. Um, so let's just talk about it. So I wasn't sure at first how I was going to feel when I had gone. I am really a history person. Uh, I like to read about, you know, historical fiction and just memoirs when it comes to slavery. Uh, that's um, my interest, mainly because I do really believe um, that I am uh, descended from slavery, especially when it comes to my father's side. My grandmother came to North Carolina from South Carolina. Her family is in South Carolina. Uh, I wish that I would have had more conversation in regards to some of her history. Um, I'm starting to get bits and pieces now and kind of diving into it a little bit. I'm pretty positive that uh, her family, well, my family, were definitely slaves in South Carolina. Um, so I've been kind of piecing that together. So I think I'm. I have this like... I sit and just think about, um, I don't want to forget that a lot of people don't really want to talk about slavery or think about slavery because it was such a brutal, harsh time. And it was, and, but I think, uh, just knowing, you know, the story and just knowing where, you know, I guess in a sense, like where my family fit into that, um, and where they were, I'm, I'm interested in that. The only reason why I haven't really done DNA stuff. I don't really know if I am. So that's kind of like where the, which slows me down some. So I've been getting some names and kind of trying to piece some stuff together that way. Uh, because I don't, um, 
I don't want to know the, I don't, I don't, I want to know, but I don't want to do the DNA ancestry stuff. Yeah. I don't want to do it because I don't want, uh, I just think we already give the government entirely too much access to ourselves with our phones and all that shit. Like, I mean, Facebook was selling all types of shit. Uh, that was like our personal information. So I, I, I think I would be a fool to think if I sat and gave my DNA, DNA to a company, which have come out and said that they were selling people's DNA, not really sure what the fuck they were doing with it. I don't think that I want that for myself. So that's why I haven't done it, but I have an affection towards South Carolina just because I, I see so much of my grandmother when I'm there, uh, especially this trip. We went to, um, when we did a food tour, they kind of talk about the things that they cook and, and, uh, a lot of the restaurants, um, just have like that old school kind of cooking. We went to, we found this one place, which was a gym, um, that I enjoyed it. Uh, they had stewed okra and tomatoes. Uh, and so I got a veggie plate that has stewed okra and tomatoes, butter beans, macaroni and cheese, greens, and I mean, a whole bunch of other shit that I could have gotten. And that was exactly how my grandma cooked and it's actually how I cook as well. So, um, it just gave me good feels this trip. It really did. And it made me think about my grandma a lot and I had a good time. Uh, oh, but the plant back to the plantation, we went to the plantation. Um, <clears throat> the plantation was, you can kind of visualize how it was. Uh, so they had the house, they had the homes to the right of the house uh, where the, the enslaved people stayed. And then right behind the house was the cotton field. This place was known for cotton. So it was a cotton field. And then, um, it was surrounded by trees back behind the field. So I was trying to piece together what I, what I visualized the plantation was like back in the day. So more than likely the, you had the plantation, you had the, the cotton fields, the trees probably surrounded the whole entire cotton field. So, um, if you don't know, like when they had the trees, uh, to, to keep the enslaved people from escaping, they, um, they would put traps and things like that all in the, the, um, the forest. So I think it was pretty much impossible to go out that way if you were going to try to escape. And then on the other side of the property, like, so you're in the front of the property now, that was where um, a waterfront was and also where their cemetery was. You had to cross over the street. But if you visualize it back in the day, that was probably just all grass. And so in the front of the property was um, a creek, water. So uh, more than likely, I think enslaved people probably didn't escape through that way because uh, enslaved people usually didn't swim. Then they were afraid of water. So it literally in a sense shows you how they pretty much was trapped in, um, in that book, the prophets, it, their setup was the same exact way. And it kind of almost make me wonder was that book influenced by this plantation? Cause it really was kind of identical almost like to the setup. And at, and I don't want to tell you guys the book, but, um, you had to cross the river in order to try to leave. Uh, and so, um, that made me think about that book a lot. So it was very, so I had a lot of emotion when I was going through. And then I also was just trying to take in the history. And so my brain was just in like thinking overdrive, um, which is some of the things that like I know, uh, in regards to that era. And so 
uh, I was glad that I had gone. It was, uh, that's actually, um, a large piece of me, a passion of mine. Um, so yeah, so that was probably the highlight of my trip for me. And, um, and yeah, and I had good food and good relaxation and we had beautiful weather. I love, 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 love Charleston. It was such beautiful weather. Um, the waterfront was beautiful. And, uh, so yeah, so if you've never gone there, definitely go check it out and take it all in. Let's see. I think that's all I really had going on this week. That was a large majority of my week. So let's just go into motivational Monday. So for motivational Monday, I have, uh, just, I, I wanted to remind you guys to do affirmations. Um, affirmations are good just to, if you need a pick me up or you just need just some positive words and with everything going on in the world right now and such just the heaviness of everything, affirming yourself and making sure that, you know, you can continue to maintain positivity and things like that. It's very important, especially during times like this. Like I find myself sometimes in the middle of the day, you know, giving myself an affirmation when I wake up, I do affirmations. And also before I go to bed, I do affirmations, but I do them anytime I feel like I really, I really need it. So definitely don't forget to continue to do your affirmations. Um, you can do them on anything. All right. So I had a little black excellence this week, more so a black business spotlight that I wanted to talk about today. My friend, um, Tosh, she came on, I'm not sure the episode number at this point, but she was on the learning to earn learn episode. And I spoke a little bit about her and her business and things like that. So I wanted to shout her out today. I met Ta almost, mm, I think this winter will probably be two years, I want to say. And when I met her, you know, she was so passionate about reading and so passionate about books. And that's what made me start talking to her and made me actually, well, she has a personality that you instantly gravitate towards because she's so funny and she's so passionate about what she's doing. And so she has a book, um, curating business, and she also had her own little, uh, uh, store that she did online orders. And I think you can kind of, if you told, hit her up and told her like, I'm looking for this, she would probably help you find it. And so she would do things that way. Well, recently she just opened up a brick and mortar, uh, is the lit house and J Nicole candles. They are selling, uh, so she has her, her bookstore and then I think she partnered with a friend and her friend sells candles in another section of the store. Uh, I thought this was really dope. So definitely um, support the business, support her. She's such a she's such a cool, down to earth, really genuine person. You love to see somebody actually um, get their dreams and the things that they wanted to, uh, the things that they've been working towards. So uh, definitely support her. I have some information here. So if you're in the Charlotte area, her address is 1409 East Boulevard, East Boulevard, Suite 101, and that's in Charlotte. You can also do online orders. It's www.thelithouse.com. And I think if you want to email her, you can do thelithouse at gmail.com. And their store hours is Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6 to 8, Fridays 5 to 7, and Saturdays 12 to 4. So definitely pop in, grab a book, get a candle as well if you're into that. But um, I definitely wanted to salute her and, you know, let her know that, you know, I definitely support you and I want you guys just to pop in or go online, support the store, especially, uh, you know, when there's people actually doing the things that they say they want to do. 
setting out for their dreams and just, you know, we should always just support each other and let's support a black business. Okay. All right. So this week I don't have uh, hot topics because like I said, I've been gone and I actually want to talk about a few things for my thought of the week. So my thought of the week, I want to talk about some of the things that we can be doing right now as far as uh, just making sure that we are okay. And um, so let's just go into the thought of the week. So the thought of the week this week, I wanted to talk about a little bit about just black trauma. So once again, we've seen uh, murders at the hands of police on black people. And I wanted to talk a little bit about it. I didn't really want to, I didn't want to spend too much time because, okay, I think this is something that you know, at this point, what can you say? Right. So I wanted to talk about some of the recent things that's been going on. And I just more so wanted to just drop in and just kind of give my thoughts on it a little bit. And also just things that we can do to not just be completely consumed by this stuff. So the recent story that just happened is that's unfolding right now is Dante Wright. I believe he was 20. I want to say he was pulled over their first thing. He was pulled over because he had a air freshener in his window. Uh, I actually saw this crazy statistic that in five States, that's actually legal to have an air freshener in the window. I thought that was crazy. I, I don't put air fresheners in my car, but um, I know when I was younger, I definitely drove with air fresheners in my, in my, uh, on my mirror. So that was interesting. And I think they're saying now that maybe his tags were expired. So he was pulled over, he got out of the car and then I think they ran his stuff. And when they ran his information, I think he also had like an outstanding warrant or something like that for his arrest. He then in turn gets back in the car, what well, tries to go and get back into the car. You hear the, um, the officer, what was her name? Kim Porter or Potter. You hear her say taser, taser, taser. And in essence, she, um, she shot him. She said she mistakenly was, uh, going for her taser and she pulled his gun. I don't understand if she, okay, let me go back. She was an officer for, I think 20 plus years. I don't get how at that point you, you pull, you don't know that you're pulling out a gun opposed to a taser because a taser literally is light as fuck and a gun has weight to it. So that was kind of crazy. And, uh, so then she's like, I didn't listen to the tape. I didn't watch the video. This is, um, I did read the, uh, I read the transcript of what happened. So I didn't actually watch it. I've stopped watching these videos a long time ago because I do believe that it is black trauma. And I don't think is, this is something we should normalize watching black people being shot on screen. And, uh, I think it's crazy the levels of how these videos are played over and over and over. And it, to me, it starts to become normalized and I don't, I don't watch them. And so basically in the, in the video, you hear her say, holy shit, I shot him, which it makes it even more crazy to me because I don't, I don't even know what kind of response that is. He then gets back in the car. He tries to drive away he gets a few blocks down where he uh, crashes the car because obviously he passed away. 
and he was actually in the car with his girlfriend. So I can't imagine the level of fear and what all was and what was going on. Um, I will say like, I don't think that because I've heard different arguments in regards to this. I don't think that people are complaining or arguing the fact that obviously he should have been resisted if he, um, or arrested more so where he, you know, if he had warrants something like that taken in, um, just because someone has a warrant for their arrest doesn't mean that they deserve to be killed. So yeah, I definitely think that that's problematic in itself. And to kill someone based on a mistake, I don't understand that at all. Cause I don't know how you mistake a taser and a gun. And if that is how you're being trained or whatever may be the case, then that's problematic in itself and fucking scary that you can't differentiate between the two. So I think it's bullshit. Um, I don't think anything's going to happen to her, honestly. Uh, it's always, it's always something when it comes to this stuff. Like I've been somewhat watching, uh, the Derek Chauvin case. That's the officer that killed, um, and I'm not sure to pronounce his name right. I don't really care, but that's the officer that killed George Floyd. And everything I've seen is like, once again, I, I look at the transcripts after everything I've seen points to this man being, um, guilty. So I will find it really hard to believe if he's not, but I, but I don't know what is going to happen. And, and see, this is the part that I think is sad about the whole thing is that we literally sit and we see fucked up shit and we see things that's wrong. But as black people, we've had so much disappointment. You can't even sit and say whether or not you think this person is going to go to jail. That that's part of the problem here, right? Is that I think for a few episodes now I've said, I don't really know because I really, truly don't really know because you rarely see, um, the shit actually happen, you know, the, the, um, the things that should happen. So here's the thing we've been seeing now where people have been in back, you know, protesting some places, people had never stopped protesting, you know, George Floyd sparked the social injustice um, movement that we saw in 2020 that's still prevalent and still going on. But then we go into 2021 and we're still seeing people murdered. And, you know, I don't know. Um, at this point, I really don't know what to think. I really don't know what to really say uh, in regards to all of this because it, it's just sad to me. It's scary you know, um, being a mom to a black boy, you know, uh, I think about him all the time being out in the world because the world really doesn't give a fuck. And I think it's, I think it's really sad. And so what can we do? Right. Uh, what I've been doing and what I pop in and do, I have been still donating. Um, I try to give something, I don't donate to Black Lives Matter um, just because I'm not really sure where exactly those funds are going to, but I do give to uh, programs like mentor programs for black kids and I give to, uh, there were, I know last year, um, I don't really remember information now, I probably could find it. I was given to straight to organizations that was helping people get um, out of jail and post bond. So I was giving money towards that 
And um, I try to research and just make sure I'm giving towards something that I know is actually going towards the things that I wanted to go towards. So if you want to do that, if you don't really know how to help, you can definitely do that. Or if protesting is not really your thing, it isn't, it doesn't have to be everybody thinks. I don't know if it's fully my thing, but you know, I will pop in sometimes. And um, so you can give in that way. Also, I, I would, uh, if everything is triggering for you, like these things, don't watch the videos. Like I know that they're everywhere. I think one time I ha- I mistakenly watched a video because I did. I think the Ahmaud Arbery shooting, um, because it was on my timeline and I randomly just re- scrolled down and something had on the timeline. I don't know why people put this shit like all over um, timelines and you know it's all on the news. It's every it's everywhere all the time. Um, I still never watched the George Floyd uh, when when he was murdered. Um, I I just personally don't don't do it. Uh, so if it's, if it's hard for you or is, or it kind of brings you down in a sense, don't watch it. Don't watch it. You can read transcripts and you can get the gist of what all transpired. Um, also, uh, disconnect. You can disconnect from social media. You can disconnect from, um, your phones for a while. Right. And what I also do, I try to find positivity, Like I literally don't like to be around negative people, especially if we're in a space of just all this shit going on. Like you have to find some kind of level of joy. So I would definitely suggest to disconnect, find your passion. I I have dove into books all last year and this year, just trying to give my mind something else to think about. So definitely do that. Definitely do that. And that's the best advice that I can give. I also want to touch on one more thing. Because we've been seeing this, especially if you're black, you've been seeing this a lot. I, I personally have actually been seeing this a lot. And so I wanted to touch a little bit on white guilt. And I'm going to give you a definition of what that is. So white guilt describes the guilt brought upon the recognition recognition of unearned and unfair racial privileges, the acknowledgement of personal racist attitudes or behaviors, and or the sense of responsibility for other racist attitudes or behaviors. So... Let me say this. White guilt is uh is a real thing and it's tragic too. So I had someone that I went to school with in high school. I haven't been in high school in almost uh I've been in high school nineteen years ago. And they literally hit me up on Facebook and was like, you know, what can I do? Um, one, I don't even know you. Two, like it's not my job to teach you what to do in regards to racism. I I don't really, I'm not white, so I don't know what you need to do for yourself to not be racist or what you can do to help a movement that's basically just saying, please stop killing black people. I, I, I don't really know the answer to that. I truly don't. Um, but I will say that, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what to say in regards to that. And, you know, I also am glad that I'm not always faced with those conversations because it's a tiring conversation and it's something that I don't want to have to give you an explanation on. I don't think that I owe people an explanation on how to make your people not racist. I think that um, 
it's unfortunate that we still have to have these conversations in regards to racism. Um, it's unfortunate that I talked to some of my friends, like in their workplaces, we've been having more diversity conversations where there have been white people on the call saying like, you know, I never realized there was a difference until now. I think that's bullshit. I, I don't, if you're white, I don't know how you don't realize that you have white privilege. So that in itself is probably where maybe you should start is realizing your privilege and everything else. But I think maybe that's where you should start. I'm not really sure, but it's also not black people job to make you feel better. And it's also not their job to help you understand what exactly our life is like in opposed to your life and how to make things better for you. Cause when somebody asks me that, that's what I think about. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to make your life better for you. I don't want to explain what we have going on either. You know what we have going on because you see the disparities all the time. You see that black people go to jail more than white people. They have higher sentences more than white people. Okay. They can do the same exact crime and go and do way more time than a white person would. You know, the levels of, even as from a parental standpoint, like, I don't talk to my, and I have, I have white friends obviously, but I don't talk to them about like, Oh, you know, when your child leave the house, do you have conversations to them about what to do? If they're ever stopped by somebody, if they're stopped by the cops, those are conversations that black people have with black, with their black kids, because those are real conversations. White people don't have, don't have to have that level of fear of when their child leave the house, will their child be okay. Right. In regards to racism or somebody just fucking with them because of the color of their skin. So I don't know the answers to how to fix white guilt or how to make make white people feel better. But I just want to just say, like, if you are doing that, like asking people, you know, or asking your black friends, like, what can they, what can you do? I just don't really know if that's necessarily a good question to really ask, like, because what 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 do you want to do? You know, um, and then maybe you should start there. Uh, you know, I don't know. But, um, that's all I really had to say in regards to that. It's just something for us to all just to think about, you know, I think at the end of the day, we are all, we all just want the same shit and we all just want to just be treated equally. Right. And, at the end, and also, you know, you want to feel like if you're getting pulled over by the cops that you're actually going to, you know, be able to leave in your car and not run the feeling of, um, this might be the day that I die because somebody just getting trigger happy because they're afraid of me for whatever reason. So I don't know. It's just really tough. It's really hard to see. And I try to disconnect from it as much as possible because it's, it's the most draining situation. Um, totally is disheartening to see in the fact that, you know, I, I don't even know if these people, um, will even get justice, you know, look at Breonna Taylor uh, you know, you don't, you don't even know if they will. And, um, I think that's really sad. So let's just keep, uh, you know, everyone, I thought some prayers, um, the, the families to the victims in these situations, because, you know, we were thinking that we were just scrolling on social media, but can you imagine if that was your son and a video has been played over and over of your son being murdered on TV? Okay. So those are things that I try to think about. And so just say a prayer for the families of the ones that was lost. And uh, let's just continue to do what we can, right? Let's continue to, uh, you know, lead in kindness and do what we can. Uh, Let's be good to each other. We need to focus on 
uh, loving more, hating less, no matter what. And uh, let's just continue to just be good to each other, y'all. All right. So a little housekeeping next week. I think I'm having a guest. I'm hoping to have a guest, I think, for the rest of this month. So it won't just be me. Uh, let's see. Don't forget to follow the pod on Twitter is IJMT is at IJMT podcast on Instagram is at, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. And you can always email me, especially if you want to be part of the show. And that's IJMT podcast at gmail.com. Like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.